You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. What's up, Fantasia moviegoers? Uh, this is 9to5cc Goes to Fantasia, uh, part of our podcast series that we do almost every year, where we talk about some of the movies that we're seeing at the Fantasia International Film Festival in Montreal. This year, like many other things, the festival is completely online, but that doesn't mean we're not watching a bunch of movies. Uh, we're including the Fantasia series in our main 9to5cc podcast uh, stream that you can find uh, on your most podcasting applications we're also including it on the 90s um podcast uh channel so if you go there you can also find the movies there um that's it for me uh go out to fantasia and by go out to fantasia i mean stay home on your couch and watch fantasia watch fantasia movies and enjoy the show hey it's fantasia 2020 where you sit on your couch and you watch movies uh Joining us at this time are Fantasia correspondents Scott and Sam. Hey. Hi. Hello. I gotta say, uh, this year's Fantasia poster uh, made me think of you, Sam. I, I was like, if I were you and I saw that poster, I'd be like, I feel seen. Like, the 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 girl sitting like gleefully on the couch with the cat behind her and all that stuff. It's very true. This I is felt- about how I felt when everything started. <laughs> Particular, I, I was like, I mean, admittedly, like, there, there's a little bit more of like a punk aesthetic. So I was like, like, early 20s, Sam, I feel, is that, is the avatar on the poster. <laughs> like, Wholeheartedly. <laughs> I will admit, I have um, reservations about little pug bulldogs as a species. Oh, you should. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you seen that thing? There was like a meme going around of what, like, the x-ray of like a pug skull looks like it's completely absurd it's not okay it is no it's fully like it's like not even a laughing matter not okay so i will admit that i saw this this picture and i was like oh that dog if you swap out like i'm not thinking about this poster anymore (laughs) but if you swap out the dog for like another little cat i feel then you have sam that would have about been it yes yeah there you go um yeah so fantasia is happening and it's uh entirely virtual this year we're very excited to be watching some fantasia movies i'm glad it still managed to exist in some form Mm -hmm. uh because of what it kind of means to uh, i think a lot of the genre filmmakers right like a lot of movies get seen at fantasia and then pick up distribution because of being seen at fantasia so i was like oh man like a whole like a year off of just like a lot of these film festivals in general, like be it like Toronto after dark or Fantasia or TIFF and stuff like the amount of networking that usually happens face to face. And now must be kind of going on like virtually behind the scenes. It must be pretty uh, hard for some of these movies to get picked up and get distribution. And I think that the fact that they're doing an online thing uh, is cool. And I know a lot of people, I think with a, a bunch of these festivals, like anytime the, any of these festivals go online and people are like, oh, they're charging money for it. It's so lame. Everything on the internet should be free. What? I'm like, I'll, I'll, you'd be surprised how <laughs> many people are like, what is even this? And I was like, A, you're supporting the artists and the festival. B, I'm like, it also is like, it's eight bucks for a movie instead of 10 bucks a person for a movie, right? So it's like, if this was the real festival, you and your partner go to a film and it's running you 20 bucks minimum kind of because I think that it, maybe it's 10 yeah it's 10 bucks and you can get them cheaper if you buy it in a pack usually so it's running yeah. you 20 bucks minimum yeah versus this could be like eight dollars for your house you know and I'm like so what are you even talking about complainers people who are just 
demanding free content because it's the internet. Also, this is like genre film and international film. And a lot of this stuff you would watch online anyways. It's not like you're going to go to the super cineplex and catch all of these movies if you miss them at the festival. Yeah, like outside of Cinema's Pack, like you're, if you don't catch the one weekend that it's, if you don't catch it at Vantasia or you don't catch it on like the one weekend or two weekends that it's playing at Cinema's Pack, like you're watching this at home anyhow. Like, anyway, I think it's cool that they're doing it. I think it's very reasonably priced. I think that uh, I, I wish... My only, I would say, um, mini gripe is with the, like, I get that they're having, like, the limited release films where you have to watch them in certain time zones, but I wish that they kind of added more screenings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I understand, okay, this is a limited thing. You can only watch it at this time, but I'm like, why don't they put, like, three or four times a film for me to watch it? Like, I get I get the, the narrowing of it so that, like, obviously against piracy and to kind of keep it as a bit of a shared experience but you're just sort of like oh you still missed a movie on the one day and you can't watch it again and i was like maybe like they're like you're doing this thing for it's running short i was like you could make this whole event three weeks and just run all the movies like two or three times and i feel that it's not changing the cost of running it very much selfishly i do agree i'm sure they have their reasons like i I do know that some of the movies though it's like oh you can watch it at like a normal time once and then the other time is like also it's at 11 45 yeah later and i'm like i'm like that's unreasonable for me (laughs) a parent and old person i guess (laughs) um so like you're on the cool side of 30 I, I did just turn 35. Said like old the, people. I meant <laughs> like the little like peak. I'm not particularly concerned. All I meant was like, I'm like, oh, you know, like 7 p.m. I can almost do that. It's like toddler bedtime, but I can still watch a movie then. And then I like miss it. And then it's like, you could try 1145. And I'm like, ugh. And you're can't. like, I'm signing up to being awake till one o'clock in the morning. <clears throat> especially since real estate isn't a factor anymore. It's not like they need to clear out the two or three theaters to make sure that all the movies get playtime. But it, yeah. it, I guess it does though let you like kind of like line things up. Cause I know like um, I watched special actors on the first night and that was like about 15 minutes after the reckoning would have ended. Mm-hmm. So like you could have lined it up in your own home and it would have been like perfect to like have a little bathroom break, like Dang, your new snacks. snack and then dive back in. Yeah. So I will, I will also say that there's, uh, and this is some, this has been one of my, um, not a, not a a gripe, but a reality of Fantasia is that when you watch the, like, I usually go, I mean, like, obviously, like, the the whole thing is there, there's this horror, there's, uh, like, kaiju films, there's just strange Asian cinema, there's sci fi. Typically, I almost always gravitate towards the horror. But, like, it goes kind of one way or the other. Either you have, like, a pretty, like, kind of, like, respectful audience. But then, like, the Fantasia horror movie also crowd can also just have, like, sh- shitty gasps and, like, what? And, like, if someone dies horrendously, you'll have everybody being, like, ooh, which can kind of take you out of a legit horror movie from time to time. Whereas, like, watching a horror movie, like, last night, uh, just completely by myself in the dark, I was, like, oh, this is actually almost, like, much scarier than watching it with a Fantasia audience who might go like oh snap like when someone gets a jump carol you know yeah. or whatever i've like, only seen one like 
I want to say like I watched Under the Shadow a few years ago at Fantasia. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, the audience was super respectful, but like uh, there's like one very good jump scare that happens mm -hmm. and like a woman screamed in the audience but that's when cool. it happened no it was great i was like <laughs> like i'm like organic screams is fine that's how i feel <laughs> like, on the inside like i was like like nobody was even like Shh. i'm sure she just like gave voice to what we were all feeling yeah. are you sure it was a woman sam because i've done that in scary movies <laughs> <laughs> the uh, octave scott can hit are, are truly <laughs> impressive I, I went to see uh, Village of the Damned in high school, and there was like a stupid jump scare, like a fake out jump scare. Like the music spiked, and someone came in from off screen, but it, it wasn't a monster. Or, and I yelped, and that was a terrible thing to do with your high school buddies. <laughs> that did not go away. Especially when you're when you're when you're six something and big dude or whatever, and just <laughs> exactly. I feel like I could get away with it and shrug it off. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, no, I was 15, and that did not go away for. For a long time. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, what have uh, what have you guys been watching? I know I, I actually wanted to. I don't know if we're going to do one or two episodes and what exactly this plan is, how exactly we're going to do it. But uh, the one thing I definitely wanted to ask Sam about, on account of it has never been a part of my Fantasia experience, even remotely, is the like Fantasia for kids. Then you guys have been experimenting with that. Yes, um... will be. It was well. Sam did. I, I did. I did. Um, because it's, it's been rainy a few mm -hmm. days in the afternoon, which is perfect. Because you're just like, okay, let's sit down and watch some some short films. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really fun. It's a good excuse to watch a bunch of beautiful short films that, like, maybe, yeah, they're they're mostly kid friendly. There's like one of them. I you know, like every year they have those um. Those like Belgian short films with the little like cowboy and Indian and slew of other um, stereotypes. I've okay. seen them before. I've seen them. Like, <laughs> it was like a 25 minute short. We actually had to like fast forward through it. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't even going to mention it. Sorry, Fantasia guys. <laughs> you made it. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, they're like, they're they're like both the, by beloved Belgian animators, but you're like, but problematic Belgian animators. Well, and it also like it was like the one where like Arlo was just like something new, like we're like maybe it's gonna get good in a few minutes, and then it like just kept going, and we were like, how long is this going? Are we allowed to fast forward? And you are, which is yeah. good. Um, is that is that that that's so polite of your of your son just something new like like not like stop this but just like just kind of questioning being like could this be something else right now uh but he does it all the time uh <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying that it, it is without its its problems every time you're doing something it something was new. uh most of the most of the shorts were like five minutes or less mm -hmm. um and they had like one set that was specifically for like kids aged three which is about his age so that mm -hmm. was like super easy and every time like the credits would pop up he'd be like another one and then another one would start and he was like so stoked for that um but we have now i think watched all of them no oh. uh, so i think there's like four and we <laughs> so like four one hour programs and yeah. we did them on but so random days. i guess my question is is like is like what makes it a, like a Fantasia kids block? Are they like a little bit more like fantastic or are they, they are kind of like almost all fantastic? Yes. Um hmm. I would say there's a there were a lot of robots this year. 
they were great. They were a hit. The aliens Robot, were robots a hit. are cool. Monsters were a hit. Um, I think a lot of them are student showcases. Okay. Is the impression I get. There were a lot from a school in, I want to say Nantes, but I'm not 100%. Um, but it was mostly very fantastic. There were really just a few that were sort of like closer to every day, but for the most part, no, it was full of wonder and magic. So do you, do you feel it is laying the groundwork for Arlo to be a genre fan, film fan in his future? I mean, I feel like, isn't every kid a little bit of a genre film fan? I think so. If you're like, hey, kids, what do you like? Dinosaurs and robots? Yeah, <laughs> like, like dinosaurs, robots, magic, pirates. Those are all like hits. Kaiju. Yeah. Um, Kaiju. I, can't, I can't think of a single... Okay, my sample size is small because I'm like one person, but like, didn't every kid like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always wonder about that though because I was like, like basically, like, like uh, my my experience and all of my friends' experience are all people who kind of grew up to be like geeks and stuff. So if you're just sort of like, yeah, like Transformers and like Pirates of the Dark Water and like all that stuff, like, yeah, that that that's obvious because we all grew up to be geeks. Like, so yeah. I'm wondering, like, it's I was like. like like, or does is it like other kids are watching and someday their parent comes in and is like, "That's enough, son. This is not cool." Time to watch the news. <laughs> Just, the news. <laughs> Just the news. Exactly. I only want you to watch sensible cartoons set in real environments. Or like, I don't know, like like a sports movie or like Homeward Bound. I'm trying to think of something that's like <laughs> Homeward Bound. I don't know. It's like, yeah, the animals are talking, but it's not like fantastical. Well, well, but that's what I'm saying is I was like, like, but there is like there are cartoons that I cartoons that I enjoy that are just pretty mundane. Like if you watch like uh, like Recess or like Hey Arnold or whatever, like, yeah. those are grounded in reality cartoons that are just good times, like, but that don't necessarily have like a fantastic edge. Like maybe someone's just sort of like at a certain point, a 10 year old kid is just like a talking animal. No, thank you. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know. We need to find these kids. So that's cool. But I, yeah, this could be laying the groundwork. Either way, um, I really love all of Fantasia's short film offerings generally. Like, usually mm-hmm. Guillaume and I try to check out at least one. So mm-hmm. this has been, like, a good sort of, like, join us, small child. We can all watch short things together. Let's watch as a family. Exactly. So we did uh- it. So, uh, I guess, yeah, what, what movies have you guys watched? What movies do you want to talk about? What movies are you planning on watching? Scott? So, I want to go right into um, the movie that I watched because Sam set me up for the perfect segue. Oh. Like, when Arlo is saying, you know, good soon or ready to change it again, like watching a thing that's just repetitive and uh, insane, I watched mm-hmm. Crazy Samurai Musashi. Okay. Ah. Crazy Samurai that's, Musashi. That's one take, right? I, I think that's what I took away from the trailer. It is an hour and a half movie that mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie has a 77 minute one take, one camera fight scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, like, I'm like, cool. But then immediately like... Wait. I think it's technically cool. Like, technically. So, centering around a whopping 77 minute single take sword fight between world renowned samurai and 588 other swordsmen. (laughs) 
yeah. Uh, so, so the, yeah, exactly. Crazy Samurai Musashi may be the first film uh, to truly take that philosophy seriously. I will start by saying the director, Yuji Shimomura, has unbridled ambition. That yeah. idea is outstanding. Yeah. The only and, reason a warrior is alive is to fight, and the only re reason a warrior fights is to win. And that is apparently the only point of the movie. As well as, you'll notice that speaking to each other is not a part of that movie, because no one oh, no, really talks. No one really talks. The 588 soldiers don't even really talk to each other. They mm -hmm. just kind of pant and and fight. Now, watching this, I thought of two things. Uh, I thought of Ibushi and Omega, and I thought of Michaels and Bret Hart and those Iron Man matches. So yeah, I was going to say, while, while you're dropping these uh, these references, because I, I feel that our Fantasia listeners are not always necessarily 90s listeners. Uh, yeah, these are wrestling references. Uh, Kenny Omega and uh, you, you said Ibushi, but it's not Ibushi. It, it's Ibushi. It, is no it's not it is oh my god why did i blank on it ibushi is omega's uh tag team partner, tag team partner yeah you're thinking why am i blanking omega versus okada yeah the the, the classic like the the hour like where they wrestled to like 80 90 minute epics that that's uh that's kenny omega and okada yes yes Yes, considered and, often and, often to be like the greatest one of the greatest wrestling matches ever. Same thing with like Michaels, uh, Shawn Michaels, Michaels versus Bret Hart in the was it sixty minute Iron Man that sixty went, minute like, Iron Man, and then went sudden sudden death. So they did seventy or something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Those are those are like technically impressive. But to your point, you're like, there's a certain point where you're like, I'm still watching a wrestling match. Exactly. <laughs> Why am I still watching this wrestling match? So that idea of getting up between movies to go get a snack. And that that did not exist during Crazy Samurai Musashi. You'd kind of get up and go have a, a snack and come back, and he's still silently killing <laughs> samurais. <laughs> um, again, amazing, laudable ambition. This really long to watch. <laughs> like, but not just laudable ambition from the filmmaker. Like laudable ambition from, uh, I guess, Tak Sakaguchi is the the, the star of the film, right? Because it's, yeah. it's just a single take. Like this dude is putting on a clinic of like choreographed samurai fighting. Like, I mean, like other than a few breaths, I'm sure that there's kind of like pauses where the hero catches his breath, but it's still in that single take. So. The camera's still rolling on this guy. <laughs> like he doesn't get yep. to like cut and like sit down and get like a back rub or whatever if he's doing the whole thing. And on top of that, now that I'm thinking about it, like yes, it's a single take, but I'm sure it wasn't a single take. Yeah, no, I'm sure it wasn't like <laughs> take one. Like they're like you have one, one chance. Got it, everybody. <laughs> Perfection. You know. You know like, it. I uh, maybe it might have been. <laughs> like there might have just been like a lot of preparation and had it go like like a stage show mm -hmm. because it's, it's so similar to wrestling that you can kind of almost see them calling their spots to each other. Yeah. And. Well, it must be right. Like, like I mean, I'm sure there's nobody who had the 77 like, minute choreography memorized. Yeah, exactly. They, they, they knew the marks, they knew the spots, they knew where the camera would be, <laughs> you know, but like, but I'm sure there's a lot of just like, 
filler clang, 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 and like whatever as they maneuver from one piece to the next. I'm sure not every sword strike was choreographed, you know? Like, well, it's also kind of done like um, Bushido Blade. So a lot of the combat is clang, clang, dead, clang, clang, dead. Oh, that's why there's 588 of them. I mean, just like, hang yeah. on. Let's, well, let's now, do the math. Wait, I have to say that's so many samurai per minute. I do want to say this though, and this is the great almost failing. Eight, almost eight samurais a minute need to die. Yeah, this is the great failing and great comedy, and what will make this movie a cult movie is there are about twenty five extras. <laughs> so you just keep seeing the same dude again and again. So you see a guy get hit in the head with a sword, and blood comes squirting out of his skull, and then. The camera kind of circles around him, and then five minutes later, you're like, "Oh, hey, that's the guy with the baby blue pants. He's back. Oh, and he's you fighting know, again." Good effort on their part too, because that actually means that they had to like. Yeah, that guy had to like go back to makeup, like get cleaned up, get his hair redone, and be like, "I'm fresh." That's the problem because they didn't. All of the blood is computer added after the fact, Aww. and <sighs> they didn't try to like hustle back to makeup to put on an eye patch or a mustache or <laughs> slick his hair back because. After a little while, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's it's the dude with the mustache. It's the dude with the poofy hair. It's the dude with the blue pants. It's the dude <laughs> with the baby blue socks. He's alive again. <laughs> Listen, and a, a little known fact about the... Um, hang on, I'm, I'm trying to see. And it, it happens, and you're like, that's annoying. And then it happens again, and you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. Maybe he it's just respects his audience. He's about- like, I'm not going to demean you by like slapping on a fake mustache. Like, just respect the feeling. Well, that's it. The, Yoshi- the Yoshiaka clan was made up strangely of multiple families of like octeplets. Okay? <laughs> like that's it's it's very strange. I'll admit it. No, because af- after like half an hour of of you nitpicking, watching it, you start to think. Is this an artistic decision? Is he trying to say something about the futility of war? Is is this uh, the idea that you know what 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 the samurai is murdering is no longer meaningful to him? <laughs> that all the people are basically the same. Yeah, they're just, they're just like faceless, there, faceless same. There is, there is no individuality. You as an audience member, sounds, willing to watch like faceless great men die. <laughs> Like it sounds like any any movie where I'm watching a samurai movie and then I'm thinking about the very like the 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 dehumanization of a warrior as I'm watching a 77 minute act seems like a success to me. I didn't hate it. <laughs> I could I could recommend it as as a very unique experience that isn't painful. It's not painful to watch. It's just strange it's weird i I feel that like that with with the explanation and with the just the knowledge of like it's a 77 single take single shot sword fight right and it's like 77 Mm -hmm. minutes and the movie is a runtime of 90 or something like (laughs) like it's basically yeah it's the runtime is 91 minutes so other than i guess a few minutes at the end and a few minutes at the beginning this is the film like if you explain that, I'm like, yeah, okay. I want to see it. I know I need to be in like a particular mood, and I need to be in a particular headspace. And I'm like, I'm signing up to watch this experience. Oh, here's the thing: I did not read 
that <gasps> this was a 77 minute oh. fight scene. <laughs> it was even in the trailer. Yeah, I didn't watch the trailer. Like, I saw the poster and I was like, tank. Samurai. Because I will Find admit, we, we watched the trailer and it started. And I wrote down the title because we were like, oh, this seems up our alley. We usually watch at least one action-y samurai movie. And then it came to a single take. And Guillaume was like, do we really want to watch just dudes <laughs> fighting? And I was like, uh, let's take it off our list. I could see like the Guillaume's pragmatism immediately kicking in to be like, really? <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be Blade of the Immortal. And I was I was set to watch a crazy epic and I, the fight I started and it, crazy, I think. the fight started and it kept going and kept going and I had to open you up like another Google screen. You're watching and you're like, is this, what is this, is this going to stop? Or like, is this, is this the movie? I had to open up another screen to ask those questions. And you're like, what is going on here? And it's like 77 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. That makes more sense now. It's not just a really weird 30 minute fight scene to start off the movie. Yes. It's funny I, because, I was gonna say it's funny because we've been slamming uh Man of Steel all week for like the 40 minute nonsense, not a single shot, but like whatever that 30 minute thing is where uh Zod and Superman are just punching each other forever at the end of Man of Steel. But they're also kind of yelling at each other and that's true. They this are, movie does not have that. Well, yeah, why is he gonna talk to the, the, the clan? I don't think he could. He's sucking I, air so hard at the end. I think he. Die. I think the director made a wise decision there because I, before you informed me that Man of Steel has this apparently never-ending fight scene. I think I watched this. I think I just left. Uh, it's a bad uh, film. It's a very, very bad film. And and like so, we John <laughs> Scott and I have been for some reason. John's watched it multiple times. Like, and I am slowly. So I'm still trying to slowly plod through Man of Steel because I haven't watched any of the the Snyder DC movies and the the, the concept of the Snyder cut is so fascinating to me that I was like, I need to contextualize it by watching his other trashy DC movies. So, and I can barely get through Man of Steel. Like, it's so awful. What I was going to say is, like, 77-minute uh, fight scene director here was on to something. Because I was like, oh, if you're going to go above 30 minutes, you're going to have to really do something that makes a statement. Yeah. And it seems like maybe Zack Snyder did not. Oh, snap. He made a statement of some kind, but not. Whereas this director... Again, laudable ambition. Like, if you're going to do 30 minutes, do 77. Yep. <laughs> That's it. And, and do nothing else. Fight scenes. Uh, this, this movie had no weird sacrifice in tornadoes, paw cants, Kevin Costner moments. Yeah. So if, if I had to watch one of them again right now, it's easily Crazy Samurai Musashi. <laughs> easily. It would be cool to watch someone, like, fight that long. Like, I mean... From an academic standpoint, no. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Is like it seems to me like especially benefiting from the like at home formula. Like I, I can like the the ability to like for you as a viewer to kind of like get up and take a stretch <laughs> while watching this <laughs> seems like a bonus. I, I'm telling you, it's it's super interesting that your brain kind of loops around. And this is good. This is good. This is boring. This is awful. This is unacceptable. This is art. This is amazing. I can't <laughs> believe they did this. Like it. It was trippy. It was a trip to do that. I'm. I'm interested. Uh, what movie do you want to talk about, Sam? What I mean, I know you've seen a couple. I have seen four so far, Ooh. and I think 
I can mega recommend one, basically mega recommend two, and then the fourth one was definitely interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, So uh, let's do mega recommendation one. Okay, it's kind of like the obvious one because I feel like I've heard other people talking about it, but it's The Columnist. It's a Dutch horror movie. Uh, I honestly, like, was attracted to it because the actress, the lead, is um, she was in this show called Manhattan, which was amazing. Um, Everyone should watch that. Uh, But so she's basically a columnist who uh, starts killing the people who badmouth her and threaten her on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So it's very of the times. Um, It has a lot to say about like writer's block and procrastination. Mm -hmm. Cause like she's supposed to be writing a book and she definitely just starts like continuing to kill internet trolls <laughs> like yeah, she'll like, sit down and type and be like uh like the columnist jumped jumped out at me when i was scrolling through the uh the on-demand films and it's just like you're just like looking at all these different pictures and it's just like uh her in like a a, a formal white suit just like spattered in blood with kind of like a confused look on her face <laughs> or, or not, not confused but just like cons- just like mid-sentence just being like what's going on kind of thing and i feel she's probably about to kill one of her critics in that shot that is from uh one of the culminating scenes Mm -hmm. and it was very well done very effective i actually like the more i think about it i'm like i can't tell if the director's like um like the, the the movie opens with a scene where she's on like a a talk show and she's trying to be like internet trolls are bad stop sending me death threats mm-hmm. and the other man on with her is like no it's freedom of speech and you can't stop people from saying what they want to say and mm-hmm. like just like grinds her into the dirt uh and so she's constantly like saying that she's advocating for people to just be respectful in their disagreements but then there's this whole other subplot with like freedom of speech going on and i'm like does the director like, does he want me to be glad that she's killing internet trolls? Or am I supposed to be like, this is freedom of speech? Um, and it starts in the first, the first person she kills is like, you, you see him like uh, in blackface. Cause that's like a thing in the Netherlands still. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that. Like, it, but they're just sort of like with, um, it's like they have, uh, it's, isn't it like black it's Pete black or something Pete. like, like the, there's like a black figure. Pete. He's like a, I think he's like, I. Uh, if you're a naughty kid, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's or it. something. Like, I don't fully understand. I honestly saw the blackface feature, and I was like, features, I don't need this. Yeah, exactly. But like he features <laughs> like prominently in like a lot of their like children's parades and stuff. And everybody's been like, whoa, Netherlands. And they're like, but it's Black Pete. <laughs> and you're like, you're usually pretty good about this, Netherlands. Why are you really clinging on to this one really, really terrible thing that you're doing? Like, it, so, it, it, I feel it pop. I don't know if it's necessarily related to Christmas or that just might be when there's more children's parade. But like every year, it always kind of like hits the news cycle again that this like, and and especially, especially awful because it's just like, they're like a Nordic, like extremely white country just parading around in blackface for a children's parade. And you're like, what is happening? And like every year that character gets a bit of spotlight and netherlands get some criticism and they don't actually go about changing their children parades maybe 2020 will be the year i would hope (laughs) that they're like oh we're gonna stop doing this now but i I, yeah i I feel that it's definitely something an easy shot for the 
director to today. Well, that's what I was going to say is like the first one is like, she writes a column about like, Hey, maybe we should stop doing black Pete. And people yeah. are like, uh, how dare you? How dare what, you? Are you going to cancel fun next? <laughs> like, and then they get just like a, you increasingly, um, profane about mm -hmm. the kind of things they would like to do to her. Mm -hmm. So like, there's a whole bit where someone wants to skewer her, uh, cunt first onto yeah. a flagpole sorry podcast listeners um <laughs> not like you've never heard that word before um yeah. and those people listening so, to it by asia podcast ears it starts out like really you're like, like you've actually okay if you if you're like a hardcore fantasia goer you've definitely seen that act performed in a film yeah <laughs> and uh so you start off and you're like yeah kill him and then, like, it gets increasingly like. I was thinking of cannibal gray area. And that was the butt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have not thought of that in a while. Um, I like the animes. <laughs> <laughs> I like the anime movies, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, so this was really like of its time. It really like had some super like cathartic moments where you're like, oh, people who are assholes on the internet die. Well, yeah, and, and that, that's also, that's like, I guess it's sort of like a 2020, like modern take on the like woman revenge subgenre, right? Of like, there's uh, like, I spit on your grave and all that, where you have like the wronged woman who then has her come up and, and like takes down her attackers was like a sort of a weird subgenre in like the seventies and eighties and still pops up every now and then. But usually the attackers have like physically already kind of like assaulted her and abused her. And then like the second, third act of the film is her getting her comeuppance and taking down her attackers. This is like a modern take on that where her attackers are not necessarily physically abusing her. They're just being awful on the internet, which is the new form of abuse. Like, like or yeah. it is a new form of abuse. Like, like internet trolling, I think, is one of those things where it's absolutely a type of abuse that is like new, <laughs> you know, and, like... like especially for like the first one, like you do s feel a threat mm -hmm. before you get there. So it feels like super justified. And then it starts to really sort of like get complicated because, you know, killing is still killing people. It's not cool. Yeah. Uh like the, the, the first one might've, might've been like, uh, from what you're saying, I think, and, and from what I, I've seen of the film, uh, like it starts off kind of being justified and then it just kind of becomes a killing spree. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> there's one part that like really resonated with me as like a like um, when you have something. So she's like uh, she's trying to find her nemesis, mm -hmm. and then she like keeps getting thwarted. Like she's decided that there's like an internet troll that she must get, and then she can't find him. And so she just like finds like a random easy one who uses his real name, and so it's like it's like that like you want to do the thing you want to do and then you can't. So you do something else like stupid and shitty. That's kind of a waste of your time. Like usually we're not killing people, but like, you know, everyone's done something before where it's like, you're like, I need to do this thing. And you're like, Oh, this is hard. I'm going to do this other like crappy thing. Um, that's called dating. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that too. Uh, and like every time she tries to write, and decides to be a serial killer instead. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I've tried to write a paper before and then like clean my kitchen. So, you know, not killing people. But I get the like vibe where you sit down here like, oh, I can't write in these conditions. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so this one was super fun. I would actually recommend it wholeheartedly. So on on that, I don't know if either of you guys have watched it, but it did like <clears throat> it did jump out to me, and I, I'm really going to try to watch it. Um, I guess between now and the end of the festival, when just talking about internet uh, trolls and whatever, did either of you uh, watch Feels Good Man? Like I, I want to, but. <laughs> Uh, this is sort of like, I was like, oh, you know, my time is limited. <laughs> my time is precious. I have no time for Pepe the Frog. <laughs> no, I just, I felt like it'll be visible in other venues. Soon yeah. Because it's, I'm, it's so salient and like topical. Yeah. That, there's, no, there's no way that this doesn't, I feel, pick, pick up somewhere. Uh, and it's just like, it's going to get picked up for some kind of a distribution. I'm sure. Like, it's like, even knowing the story. It's so insane. And I just like when you talk about internet trolls, you're just sort of like you have a guy who makes a comic character in 2005, then gets uh, like, um, I'm blanking on my words here, co-opted, hijacked, subverted, subverted, uh, and to the point where it is actually like Pepe the Frog becomes classified as a hate symbol. Right? Like, Wow, that poor guy. I know. <laughs> his, his, his story begins when he takes a piss with his pants all the way down. Feels good, man. That's like that was like the first Pepe the Frog comic. Like, and then it just became this whole thing where I was like, yeah, I was like, if if the if the documentary handles itself like well, like and and talks to the right people, I think it it could definitely be like a fant- like a fantastic take on just like internet trolls and like weird subversive internet culture and the awfulness of it, <laughs> you know? No, like, I think it's a super interesting story and I am actually really excited to watch this movie at some point. Like, yeah. I just, I just cannot build up the energy right now or haven't been able to, to this point to watch any of the interviews on the other side of that. Like, I don't want to hear from anyone who's like, yeah, I'm super happy with what Pepe the Frog has become. This is great. We did it. Like, I just don't want to hear from those people. I want them to not be in this movie. And they might not be right. Like, they, I might, they might just like talk about what happened. And I, I feel that like, and again, well, I'll watch it and hopefully we'll talk about it on another episode. Uh, it'll be all the moderators from the Donald, and I just I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to hear their voices. But I don't, I don't see their faces. Even if they're in it for a second, I feel that you can always just uh, cut back to Matt Fury being like, "Yeah, no, I, that's not the guy." Like, if that's not my comic, you just chose a thing and, and ruined it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you you have, like, the counterpoint is right there, which is that this was not the artist's intention. Oh, I, I can hear the counterpoint. I just don't want to hear that. Those people talking. I, I'm uh, so exhausted. And so I get, but I guess, like, the, 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 the most recent iteration of Pepe the Frog was that he was reclaimed recently in the Hong Kong protests as, like, a symbol uh, for pro-democratic activists, right? So it's like he goes, mm. like he comes full circle. It's from like being, the heroes being with his pants down to becoming like a it's the symbol. the hero's journey, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the one that's always illustrated as a circle. I just realized I'm the only person with without a webcam, and I'm like tracing a circle, a circle with my <laughs> hand, like in front of you guys, and I'm like, you can't see me. I'm like, oh, you know, it's the hero's gesture, <laughs> the hero's hand because- circle. Pepe as Odysseus. I, yes, I get it. Exactly. I, I'm I'm absolutely 
fascinated. And I was like, even pre pre knowing there was a movie about it, it's always been one of those like in the the mind of my uh, psyche of like what Pepe the Frog could be. Anyway, yes, we will take a break now. Oh, hey there, loyal person who sticks around after the podcast to listen to the outro of a podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. If this podcast is fun for you, if you like to hear us talking about Fantasia movies, obviously share it, tell people about it. We do this just about every year. Uh, and for the rest of the year, uh, I also host a podcast called Go Plug Yourself, where we talk to uh, interesting Montrealers, sometimes uh, interesting Montreal filmmakers uh, from time to time, uh, every two weeks. And that alternates with our other podcast, 9ES, which is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, where myself and Scott, who you just heard on this episode, uh, along with another one of our friends, John, uh, basically talk about geek pop culture movies comics video games uh, every two weeks that alternates with go plug yourself uh so yeah tell people about this show tell people about our shows go listen to some of our podcasts go listen to podcasts in general and uh i guess watch uh, fantasia movies and continue to support genre cinema thank you 905.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011